Welcome to the Warrior Within podcast. I am your host, KP Brown. So today I'm going to talk about some lessons that I've learned on the last couple of runs that I've gone on. And that's kind of what I've been doing recently is a lot of running. So that's where I'm learning the most from. This is applicable, though, throughout all of our lives. And you'll see by the end how it is. The run that I did, well, in the last episode, I talked about going up to help at the Windy Pass aid station and how difficult that was getting up there and the mental problems that I went through and how I was just so tired and sore after that. Well, the very next week, I was supposed to run a half marathon as part of a team event. And we went on that. And uh, interestingly enough, before we went, I was four days after the Windy Aid, aid Station, I was still pretty sore. I For several days, I could not walk up or down stairs without any pain whatsoever. So I looked very, very funny walking down. I don't know why in my brain... Lifting my arms up just makes me lighter or whatever, but every time you'd see me walk down the stairs, I'd take a step down and my arms would go up. So I looked pretty funny. And the Wednesday, my run was supposed to be on a Saturday. The Wednesday before, I was still pretty sore going up and down. Uh, That following Thursday, I actually tried to run. Uh, I thought, I'm just going to do a simple 5K just to kind of get my legs shaked out, warmed up. And I went out and did that and struggled. I struggled to get through three miles. I went into the race and as as I went in, it started off pretty, pretty rough. I felt tired and sore. And the first several miles of this uh, were pretty uphill. So I had four miles of going up pretty pretty intense hill at certain points, you know, at least for what we're doing on on this road race. And then that was followed by some level out places, but still kind of up uphill for the, the next two miles. And so I got in and I was able to pace myself out to where I would run for a little bit and then walk and then run and walk. And I brought additional food on this one to help me out to try to make sure that I fueled my way through this race, and finally got up to about the four mile. Yeah, was it the four? No, the six mile. Uh, wherever I think it was six miles. I, I made it that far, and they had an aid station, and so I stopped and ate. And by this point, because we were uh, one of the later teams to to leave and uh, to start this run. I was actually in last place. I was the final runner. And then we went down uh, this, kind of went into a downhill slant down to uh, a major road that they had. uh, The highway patrol was there helping us cross that road. And so uh, what I would do is I would run, and it was into a pretty heavy headwind. So it's downhill, but I have a, (laughs) I've got a strong wind blowing me, blowing against me. So that was really, really fun too. And I would run, they had cone set up. So I would run to one cone and then I would walk a cone and then I would run to a, to a cone. And then I got to the point where I started running to two cones and then I would walk, you know, between the next cone, just making my way down, trying to get myself through this. Now I have some friends uh, that have a podcast also called the party in the back, which is 
are running. They talk a lot about running and stuff. And it's funny because their whole thing is, you know, the party's in the back. The fun people are in the back of these uh, these big runs. And that's where the, the fun is kind of uh, happening. Well, I can say I, being the last runner on this race, I had a highway patrol escort escorting me down. So I'm, I'm jogging down this hill. And they're right behind me as a highway patrolman. So I don't know if they've ever been uh, escorted by a highway patrol on their runs. But I actually have that that honor now of being so far behind that the highway patrol was keeping an eye on me and making sure that everything was fine. So made it through that run. Uh, got to the next area. And uh, Coach Blue, actually, uh, from Addict to Athlete and the Party in the Back podcast, he hopped out and he went with me for the next mile. Now, I honestly, I was sore, I was tired, but I could have made it through that entire half marathon. But Coach Blue offered uh, me to sit down for a little bit and I decided to take it because we were so far behind everybody else that it was probably a good idea to to get out there so that Steve, <laughs> Steve, who was, uh, had just run like, Miles and miles before, he was going to take the other half of the half marathon. That guy is a monster. And so we got out there trying to get him a chance to to um, start at a decent time. We swapped off and let Coach Blue run some of that. Well, the thing is, I, I went out of that and I thought, okay, I was still recovering from last week. I... I, um, well, Hey, I'm over 50. So that's another thing. I I think I was one of the oldest athletes out there participating in this event. So that's kind of a cool thing. But anyway, I, I was like, okay, I'm still, still getting through this. And I have another run coming up a half marathon the following week. So I'll get ready for that one. And the, the following week I thought, okay, I need to make sure that I have plenty of, of food, plenty of I need to make sure I have plenty of uh, fuel so that I can get through this run. And this uh, next run was actually a very, very interesting one where we meet with a group of people. We have a team, and you can only go as fast as the slowest runner. So we get down there, and we start uh, flash forward to that that race. We, we start up, and we get going. And I have, uh, as I start this race, I... Uh, well, we started off, and I, as I started running it, we got about a mile and a half into it. My calves and uh, my thigh, my shin started to go, again? We're doing this again? I'm not able to take this. And so I started taking my uh, my nourishment, my food, and the, the energy packets and all that that I had a lot earlier than I planned on doing. And so we got through doing kind of a run-walk segment, and I was slowing my team down at this point in time. They were able to go faster than I was, and I was kind of struggling. We made it to the first uh, aid station. We got some food. We got some uh, electrolytes and that and drinks. And I took some more of the the in-race nourishment, and we kept going. And we were doing just a run-walk thing, and it was it was going all right. And then as we got going and uh, those the, we got to the next aid station, and we got a little bit more food. And I took some more of the, the in-race nourishment. We got to the next one, and I was feeling all right. 
we got to the halfway point of this half marathon and I took some of the more of the, the nourishment that I had and got some more drinks. And at this point, you know, I'm actually feeling all right. And we came back. The last half of that was actually not too bad on myself. I mean, I was tired and, uh, and I was sore. But as we went, I, I was feeling better and better. And we got to the end. And by the end of this, uh, it was it was opposite. Where I was slowing everybody down at first, now uh, they were slowing me down. I could have gone more, but we would switch off to do, we were um, doing um, uh, four-minute runs, two-minute walks. And then after we got to the last aid station, we switched it up and started doing two-minute runs, four-minute walks. Sometimes even a little bit shorter than that because the people were were tired and sore. The uh, one guy that we were with, I, he was two weeks off of a major leg injury, so I don't blame him for actually being a little bit sore. Plus, he didn't even know two days before this event that he was going to run. My team member, a friend of mine, she invited him. She called him up the night before and said, hey, do you want to go walk a half marathon with me? And then what do we do? We end up jogging a good portion of it. So we got to the end of that. And I I got done and I'm telling people, you know, I actually feel really good. This is the first time I feel I could do a half marathon. Now that day, if we were to go out, I could have made it through a half marathon. I think it would have been slow. We, we actually did that one very, very slow. But I think I actually could have made it a marathon distance that day because had I kept refueling myself all the way through that. And what I learned was the thing I struggled with in my runs before is fuel. I had a strong tendency because on my 5Ks, there's times where I would go walk into a 5K after uh, not having eaten since the night before and it's afternoon and I'd go run a 5K. And I, I was doing all right. But I'd get to the end and I'd be tired. And I found that I could do that up to about a 10K distance. Because I was training doing 10Ks. And it was it was getting to the point where I was uh, – I'd get done with the, the 10K. And I'd be pretty, pretty drained and need some food and all that. And it would take everything out of me. And what I've learned is I am really, really bad at properly – feeding and giving myself the fuel that I need to get through these races. And even before that last half marathon, in retrospect, I wasn't feeding myself enough. Before the Valkyrie race, I think I would have done a lot better because I had some fuel, but I severely underestimated it. And we got started much later because I took some food in prior to the race, but I got started so much later than I expected that I was well beyond that initial food and fuel that I had. So when I started this race, I was actually in a deficit already, an energy deficit. So I got out there on this last race. I started in an energy deficit because I don't properly eat before I go. And it was finally when I got that nourishment kicked in. And on this one, I was just, I gave myself a lot. To get through it. And I found once that kicked in and I kept it sustained, I felt pretty good. And I learned what I need to do is learn on these races how to better 
manage that nourishment and the energy, the feeding myself that energy as I go. I need to work on that quite a bit. So we'll see what happens. I have another race coming up this weekend. It's my first trail run. It is only a 5K, but I plan on working the nutrition a little bit better in this one and actually eating no, excuse me. Actually, eating before I go and taking care of of everything, making sure that it's all right. So, how does this apply to my life in general? Well, there are. Well, let's take a look first of all. Just in general, I had a tendency not to listen to my body and what it needs when I eat. And sometimes I overnourish certain parts of myself and I eat a little too much a certain direction and it would make me sluggish. And other times I would undernourish because I thought, oh, I'm trying to lose weight, so I, I need to stop eating. I need to starve myself or I need to do this or I need to cut back on what I'm eating so that I can lose weight. And honestly, I was cutting back too much to where I wasn't able to think straight, I wasn't able to function properly, and my body was getting out of whack. So I wasn't properly uh, nourishing my body. And I'm working on on getting that in sync and a little bit better in line so that I'm giving it what it needs. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm... I At this point, I'm not ready to become like a... a super over the top health nut that might happen in the future as I, as I clean things up and start moving that direction. But I am eating, I am trying to eat healthier. I am trying to give my body what it needs at the time it needs it. And especially around running, I'm trying to make sure that going into these things, I'm giving myself the proper fuel to function and participate. Now, One of the things that we talked about and learned about in martial arts is that there's a balance to who we are. There is a mind, body, and a spirit, and they are all interconnected. And how you treat one affects how you treat the other ones. Well, beyond that, if you think about the nutrition aspect, it goes for every single one of those those areas. So... If you treat your body well, you nourish it up, you're going to do better. You're going to be healthier, you're going to feel better, and you're going to be able to do more. Same thing goes for our minds. What are you doing to help nourish your mind? Now, if you look at somebody who just kind of goes stagnant, that stops learning, that stops expanding their mind, it stops working nearly as well. And... I was talking one day, I uh, gave a ride to a lady who was in neuroscience, and we got talking about the brain, and there's a lot of the neuroplasticity and all these things about how you keep your brain going well, and she was actually in this area of trying to keep our brains healthy and growing and learning and all this stuff, and we were talking about ways to help your brain like develop and continue to to uh, stay young and be healthy. And of course, one good thing to do is always learning. As you're learning, your brain's expanding and it's helping out. It's it's nourishing your brain. So if you've heard the, that idea of go out and learn a new skill, learn a new activity, 
learn a new language. It's things where if you keep learning and you keep developing these new pathways in your brain, it's going to keep your brain healthier. It's going to keep it functioning better, which in turn will help your uh, the other sides. If your brain is doing well and engaged, it'll help you to to do the same thing in your body. So if you keep those things in balance, it's going to help out. Now, she actually brought up a really good point. She said, do you know what the number one thing you can do to help your brain is? And I said, well, I've heard, you know, that idea of, of playing puzzle games or doing stuff like that. And she said, you know, if you do those things, keep doing them and enjoy. It's um, not something to make you stronger and better, but it will help keep you, it'll, it'll help maintain because you are doing something that you like. It does keep your brain engaged. But she said the number one thing that they that they have found is meeting people. So if you're able to go out and meet new people and have new experiences that way, that's one of the best things they have found to helping your brain develop and keep keep um, young. She said, you know what you're doing right now because I was actually uh, driving Uber at the time. She says, this is one of the best ways actually to do that because you're constantly meeting new people. You're constantly going through and forming new connections with these people. And it helps your brain expand and stay young and healthy. So even as I stop doing that more and more, that's uh, what's nice is being able to go out into new situations, new areas with my job with my volunteering and stuff is to put myself into new areas where new people are coming in because it is very important to keep meeting people. And I, I love people. So that helps out too. Now the third area is the spiritual side. You have a spiritual component that you need to work on. And just so you know, even though I am a Christian and a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm not really focusing on the religious aspect right now. Now, sure, in religion, spirituality, your spirit should be involved in that. I don't think it is for everybody, honestly. Sometimes uh, I do believe there is a strong difference between uh, being religious and being spiritual. They should coincide together, but they don't always. And spirituality... It doesn't even have to necessarily tie in with religion. Some of the most spiritual people I have ever met are atheists. These people that have figured out that spirituality is a little bit more about connection with others, with something bigger than yourself. And that relationship that how you fit in with the world, with the universe, with whatever. It's expanding beyond yourself, which is why I think religion should be a strong part of, spirituality should be a strong part of religion because uh, A, not only are you connecting typically with, in my case, a, uh, a higher being, a God that I look to, it's also about how we connect to those around us the brothers and sisters of this world. So that spirituality is those relationships and how we fit into those. The atheists that I know, what they have found is very similar, that the spirituality for them is connection to 
the people around them, their friends, their family, the world in general. A lot of them, nature is how they, they have this connection and how they fit in with something else. And so spirituality is very important to feed and ways to do that. Uh, if you're religious, going to doing your religious uh, studies and your worship will provide this if done correctly. Other, other parts and ways you can do this is meditation. I have taught meditation as part of martial arts for a long time, and it is a great way to connect beyond yourself. You take yourself and you, you can meditate into yourself and know where you are, but also expand out to others and, and feel them, feel a greater part of something. And it is something very, very useful as you, as you grow that, that spiritual side of yourself and feed it, doing uh, the proper uh, rites, meditations, whatever, whatever it is for you that you do. It's very important to keep that strong, too, so that you end up having a strong spirit, mind, and body together. If you are able to strengthen all of those together, you are a much stronger being. You are much better at accomplishing what you want to accomplish. And being able to fend off the uh, the negativity, the attacks, the, the problems that come... The, the being able to get over the hardships that come up in our lives when you're stronger in all these areas. And when you strengthen one, you start to strengthen the other ones. When you work on all three of them together, it's amazing. And so that's kind of what I learned was this whole idea of nourishment. And yeah, I learned it from the physical side, but it drove home to me the other sides too, that we need to keep nourishing not just our physical bodies, but our mental uh, aspects and our spiritual aspects of ourselves. Mind, body, and spirit, they are all like a three-sided stool that you sit on. If one is broken, the other ones will, you won't be able to maintain that, that, that weakness there. And the cool thing is, is if you're strong on the other two, it'll make up in others. Because as we grow older, as we get sick, things are going to happen to our physical body. But the other sides, the spiritual and the mental sides, can grow and compensate for this and help. And as you get really old, um, something my mom is now going through is you start to see uh, her physical body breaking down and also her mental body breaking down. The spiritual side is able to come in and make amends for that and to to help carry through until it is time to move on from this world. But keep feeding them all. Keep building them all. If you have any questions, if you have any uh, discussion that you would like to have on this, please feel free to reach out to me and uh, contact me. I can. I'm happy to to help out and lend my ideas, ask questions, and help you to find your own path. Also, so until next time. Until I go on my next race, I'll give you. I will give you an update on my next race, the the trail run, and see how it works on that with whatever else I end up talking about. So, thank you for your time. Thank you for your listen. Till next time. If you have any questions or would like to contact me, please reach out. You can find me through Dragonforge Consulting at gmail.com. You can also find me at Dragonforge Consulting on. 
uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, feel free to ask any questions there. Follow me to get more tips daily, whatever. If you'd like to hear more, please reach out. And thank you for listening.